Lord, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. Well, it's around that time right here on KAZ Radio, where I have one of my most favorite entrepreneur shows, none other than Christian Network Entrepreneur, with my friend and yours, Pastor T. How you doing, Pastor T? I'm doing wonderful, Apostle James. How about yourself? Great, thanks. Awesome. I know we're all quarantined at this time, but I love the technology that we have available so we can keep it moving. So as we keep it moving during this time, first of all, thank you guys for joining in to Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Pastor T, and here on Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, we introduce emerging entrepreneurs, small business owners, and community leaders. And today we have a very special guest, a small business owner, and a community leader all the way from South Carolina. Is that right, Brandy? Help me welcome Brandy Hunt. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Can y'all still see me? Because my whole screen just went blank. Can y'all see me? You know what? We can hear you. You're frozen right now, but just give the technology a minute, and it'll catch up with what we're doing, okay? So long as we can hear you, that's the best thing going, because we want to hear what you got in your mouth today. That's what we want to (laughs) hear. So are you still there, Brandy? So right now her voice is frozen as well. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Brandy. Brandy Hunt is a publisher. She has a company called Publish You. She helps emerging authors as it relates to publishing books all the way through the whole process. So we're excited to have her on as a guest today to hear her story and all the things that she has going on in South Carolina. So a little bit about Christian Networking Entrepreneurs while we fix that technical difficulty that's going on. So with Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, we normally have a networking event. We've been around for the last three years. God has been God has been truly, truly blessing us. And we've been around for the last three years. And we normally have a quarterly networking event. And our quarterly networking event normally happens three, six, nine months and the 12th month. So March, June, September, and December. But since we're in this pandemic, we're not able to meet personally, but what we're going to do, we're going to have some amazing guests and we're going to meet a little more frequently via the internet. So today our guest is Brandy Hunt and she's going to be talking about publishing. We also have a guest scheduled for the next two weeks on the 16th. And then we also have a community leader scheduled for the 30th. So please mark your calendars and I hope we can get this technical difficulties taken care of so we can continue to move forward with this show. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate that. Um, And um, hopefully Brandy can hear us and is available now. Brandy, can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can't see you, but I can hear you. So we'll go with that. We'll go with that. We're going to keep it moving. There you go. (laughs) So tell our viewing audience a little bit about yourself. We want to know about, you know, where you came from, how you started. Just give us the foundation for your entrepreneurial journey. Oh, man. Okay. Um, So my name is Brandy Hunt. I'm all the way from the great sunshiny state of South Carolina, Um, I'm 39 years old. I have a 19-year-old daughter, and I always tell people, please pray for me. Uh, Matter of fact, pray for her because (laughs) she's the one having a hard time adulting. But, yeah, she's 19 years old, beautiful girl. Um, I'm a, by day, I'm a corporate trainer, so I travel around the United States (laughs) pre-epidemic teaching corporate, um, corporate and professional development. And then I'm also a publisher, but where did all that start? So way, 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 way back in the day, I can say that now that I'm about to be 40. So back in the day, uh, God told me to write a book. And I was like, you, have, do you remember the first time you heard anything spiritual? And you was like, now what, Lord? <laughs> so I said, not me. I, I'm not an author. I'm. I'm. I, I liked. I liked um, writing, and I like writing scripts, and I like writing plays. But I wasn't an author. So once I um, I had a dream, and in the dream, I saw myself in a library, like the Library of Congress, 
And I said to myself, I said, whose books are these? And I heard a voice say, they're yours. And I said, oh, I love to read. So I'm God's going to bless me with a whole big house with a big library. And when I woke up and came to myself, I heard a voice say, no, you wrote them. And then that was, uh, to my amazement, where the journey began. Because what I understood was that if God was telling me to do something and I didn't do it, then it was just going to keep coming, circling back around. So that's essentially why I became an author. Well, along my journey of becoming an author, of course, I reached out to people asking them, you know, have you ever wrote a book? Have you ever wrote a book? Can you tell me what you did? And it was like a big secret of how to write books. And so my aunt has written nine. And so I didn't want to bother her. She's, she was older. You know, she wasn't really... Um, a teacher, so to speak. She published and did the traditional publishing, but I felt God leading me to do it myself. And so I was like, well, I don't want to hand my book off to some traditional publisher who's not going to give me any rights. I didn't know that much. I wanted all my money. <laughs> and so <laughs> My kind of girl, my kind of girl. <laughs> and so I said, well, I'll just self-publish it. And along came some help, just like we're getting ready to help some people. We'll talk about that at the end. But along came some help. I took a class. And by the end of the class, I realized that self-publishing was not for the faint at heart. <laughs> and it, can I get an amen, church? Amen, <laughs> amen. I'll pass the offering after I send you an offering cash app. Okay, yes, ma'am. Yes, it's not for the faint at heart. And I was so many pieces to it, and I became frustrated, but I knew I had to publish the book. And it's called Dealing with the Hand I Was Dealt. So it's not like some frou-frou fluffy book. Not that we don't need those two, but these were cold, hard facts about my life and my story. And so, again, that voice came back to me and said, do it yourself. And the reason why you're having to break everything down is because one day you'll turn around and help others. And so I flew out to uh, to do my book launch, which I, I went with the rest of the class out to Texas. And we graduated, launched our book. And on my flight back, my phone was blowing up. This was before we had to turn our phone on airplane mode. <laughs> back, told you, back in the day. And they don't know nothing about that. So. Um, my phone was just blowing up. Can you tell me what you did? Can you tell me what you did? And I was telling people for free. Like I was just telling, this is what I did. Have a great day. And the voice came back to me and said, it's time to launch your business. And he get, God gave me a name. He told me what I was going to do, um, that I would be like a Walmart of publishing. You can come to me and I literally have everything that you need. You don't have to call it out. I remember those 10 people I told you about yeah. that I had to, the book cover designer and the disc designer and the logos and all of that stuff. And I was becoming something I didn't even know what I was supposed to be, but I was launching out into the deep, which is what we have to do as leaders and as business owners. I just launched myself out there and I allowed God to create the path on the way. And so that's how we got to where I am today. To publish you, that's amazing. And I can totally relate to, you know, God telling you to do something and not knowing how to do it, right? So I had just preached a sermon maybe about two or three weeks ago, and I said, when God calls us to do something, we're all like Mary. We're all a virgin to that thing that God has yeah. called us to do. And then knowing that God is only calling virgins because he wants to download into you everything that you need to make it along the way. He wants to download into you, which something is already on the inside of you. So a lot of us, we don't know that it's already on the inside of us. We're looking outside of ourselves for something that God has already placed in the inside of you. So I'm awesome. I'm that's awesome testimony about that process because your story is kind of similar to mine. I not an author, not even a writer. I just had a story to tell. Amen. I had a story to tell. So and and having a story to tell, just reaching out, trying to figure out how do I tell this story? And then being a salon owner at that time, having clients always saying, oh, Teresa, you should write a book. Oh, Teresa, you should write a book. And I think that their thought was, you're going to be dropping dirt on all these people, these influential people that are your clients that are coming in, but that's not the kind of book that I wrote. So praise God for that. So I'm really excited to hear... Um, about 
published you and all the things that you guys have to offer. So I just want to do a little side note here because we're always teaching on Christian networking entrepreneurs. I met Brandy networking via Facebook. Absolutely. I am on, on working on an anthology with another group of people, and um, Brandy's has a, a Facebook group called Author to Author. So in her Author to Author group, she had posted something about who is in certain areas. What area are you in? I want to come, and we're going to do a collaboration and do something together. So I said, I'm in Cleveland. She was Her, her corporate job was going to have her in Toledo or something like that. So we planned to do something at the end of April. Then, lo and behold, here comes this pandemic, and everything stopped. But if anybody anybody (laughs) didn't know me, that's just a way to think of doing it differently, right? So I'm like, we can't stop. Too many people need this information. Too many people need to be guided along the process. So that just goes to show my community that networking works. It's very is very important for you to network with others so they know what you do and you know what they do. Networking is not me asking you to buy my product. Networking is coming alongside somebody, finding out what it is that they can do and seeing how you can help. And in the process of you helping somebody else, you'll get helped along the way. Because as we network, remember, it used to be a commercial on TV to say, you tell two friends and they tell two friends. And then the, the, the um, screen kept expanding with these people. And that's how networking works. So it's not necessarily who you know. It's who you know, who they know, who they know that you can help. Right. So I'm really excited that we um, connected via Facebook. We both believe that this is a divine connection of God, and we're just going to have some awesome things coming along. So that's my little two-minute spiel, but I'll jump in here from time to time and share my two cents. So, Brandy, come on, tell us about what Publish You does. Well, like I stated, I use Walmart because you walk in the doors of Walmart, and you can literally get everything except animals, I believe. <laughs> I don't, they might I don't have some cages in the back. You just never right. <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, they, they didn't get in. But you can literally get the necessities of life in Walmart. Yeah. You, you might not be able to get, uh, you know, a Jaguar, you know, at Walmart. But you can get the necessities, the basic necessities of life at Walmart. And so at and Publish You is the name of the company, the letter U. The logo, I mean, the, the tagline is You Write, We Work. Because the number one complaint of an author is, I don't want to do all the work. I just want to write the book. I don't want to have to look for a book cover designer and an editor. And what if they do it wrong? And, you know, having to go network is great. But what if I have children? What if I have a spouse? What if I have a job? So now I'm not just sitting home, which now we are, you know, some of us non-essential workers are home. We have that time we may be able to dedicate, but what if I still have children in the back? Now I got to feed them three times a day. So what I decided to do with my company is take the legwork. If you give me something to work with, and and people have given me as little as 10 pages, and I had to increase that, but if you give me something to work with, and you write it, I'll work with it and I'll do the work behind it. So we literally, we have packages for everybody. We have packages for every budget. And I I put that out there because yes, I have a top dollar where you can spend thousands if you would like. (laughs) And then I have, if you can, if you only need the basic necessities of life, just the basic necessities of publishing, which is editing. I will also do the book cover design. We do the ISBN, which is, normally just included some people think they got to go buy like the hundred dollar isbn to get started you don't have to go out and spend a whole lot of money i wanted to eliminate the fact that publishing is expensive it's costly i will agree with that but it just depends on for one what your tastes are you know some people like honda some people like jaguar some people don't like honda but it's 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 quality and it gets them where they got to go does that make sense it's in the budget. It's in the budget. It's in the budget. So what I always ask people is, what are you willing to invest? First of all, it's an investment. You're going to get your money back. And it's not because I'm promising it to you. If you have a good book and we sit down and do a good marketing plan, and I have plans for that as well, 
we never have to stop talking to each other. Just because we published the book and you did the first package doesn't mean we can't come back together and do a marketing plan. We can't come back together and create t-shirts. We can't come back together and create webinars. So I like what you said about social media is literally, um, I remember God telling me one time, everything you need is in the room. Well, social media is just one big room. You just got to figure out which one you want to be in and then work that room. And so um, we offer literally branding and marketing, logo design. If you uh, want to become a, a public speaker, motivational speaker, which I mentioned I am now, I travel around the United States doing corporate training because somebody heard me speak at a women's conference that I did and told me, you would be great at what I do at my company. Here's the information. And I, I applied and they loved me and they sent me out. So uh, one one small book that I didn't even want to write, by the way, remember I told you it's my life story. I didn't want to write the book, but that book is what launched me into becoming who I am today. So we offer, just to, to wrap that back into a small sentence, um, all things related to publishing via editing, formatting, book cover design, um, those are usually the, the main things. And then we branch off into branding and marketing as well. Awesome. So you can do the total package or you can do a la carte. Correct. All right. So let's break it down into a la carte for, for those aspiring authors out there that doesn't know anything about the process. So we're just going to just break it down. So you keep hearing this term literary, literary. What does that mean in the publishing world? Uh, literary just means a written work, a written okay. piece of work. Okay. Um, and that could be uh, in, in the book world. I always tell people there's no set amount of pages that a book should be. But if you're going to call it a book, let's make it at least 30 pages or more. Okay. Um, because you'll see T.D. Jakes and Joe Osteen, they have these little bitty pocket size. That's mm -hmm. still a book. And if that's all you got, that's all you got. Let me use my good English. If that's all you have, that's <laughs> all you have. And so... <laughs> I down south to... coming out. Go on, be yourself. Down <laughs> south coming out. I try to tell people, I'm highly educated in country. Just work <laughs> with me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the literary is basically just a book, just another term for book. And yes. then for somebody that's getting started, then we you touch bases on the traditional and the self-publishing. Kind of give us a little nugget about both of those. Okay, so the word self-publishing came along uh, way before my, remember back in the day, way before that. There were authors that came along that said, you know what? I can't afford, and let's talk about how much the traditional publishers charge. When we say traditional, we're talking about like Author House, Penguin House, people that would produce people's books like T.D. Jakes, people like that. They start somewhere around 1000 and they go up to about 12000 Now, the 1000 I could roll with, but it was at the time of life. It was they was gonna get about a hundred dollars at a time, <laughs> but traditional publishers usually want a good chunk of change, and they don't do much for you except give you back your book in print and say, okay, we printed it, it's published, and then they promise you all these sites that they'll put you on. Oh, I'll put you on, you know, this this website or that website, and it's great, but how are people gonna know you? So I would rather take your thousand dollars put six or seven hundred of it to the actual publishing part and the other three or four hundred to branding and marketing because either way you're still going to have to be the arms and feet of your book and so when it comes to self-publishing self-publishing just essentially means you're going to put all the pieces together i look at it as being a baker if i walked into a bakery i wouldn't ask them can uh can i come back there and make the cake with you I'm just going to go pick up the cake, right? right? So when you speak of publishing, either there's two kinds of people in the world. One wants to learn how to make the cake. Even if I'm giving the directions, you're still the one being hands-on. Or you have those who want to just say, here's my book. Here's my cake, my cake order. I'll be back to pick up my cake. And I, can, and I can help both of them. But when it comes to traditional publishing, you're not hands-on. They may ask you for an idea of your book cover, but they get the final say so in everything. Like they get to determine, they get to decide whether 
your cover looks like this or this because you're basically giving them something and saying, hey, go make me lots of money, and that might not be a guarantee. Now, there are some traditional publishing companies who have come down a little bit and said, okay, we'll take your ideas and try to work with them. But for the most part, and I become a customer when I call them, and they've told me, you know, yeah, we'll take your ideas, but we really want to we want to be hands-on. And you also, some of these companies, you have to read the fine print. They may take your rights away. And what does that, that means your royalties go to them, and then they cut you a check. With Amazon, at least they keep like 30%, but that's not as bad as like uh, one of the companies. They they did a 60-40, and and to break that down, that means they kept 60% of the, the your money, and then they sent you 40%. How is that fair when I'm the one that did the work? Yeah, you put it together. So with my company, I don't accept any royalties after you've already paid me. So when you paid me for whatever package you're getting, whether it's a la carte or all together. When we're done with the book, I don't get more money off of you because I don't think that's, I didn't think that was fair to be done to me. So when I created my company, I said, I'm not going to do that to people. You did the hard work. You did the legwork. This is your idea, your story. And I think you should be compensated highly for it. Well, good. I'm glad you explained that because, you know, a lot of times you think traditional publishing is more so somebody who just takes your ideal, creates your book, does everything for you. So with that, there's publishing companies and publishing companies do that. Then there's traditional self-publishing and then there's self-publishing. Correct. So let's talk cool. about the big one that's going to give you a contract and pay you some money. So about um, the, the reality or not reality of getting chosen in one of those. So let's touch bases on that a little bit. And I'm glad you said that because the, the reality is that there are companies out here you can submit your work to. They'll send you a check for $3,000, $5,000, but it might be broken up into $500 or $600, but you still get it. Um, and my, my aunt, I told you she wrote nine books. Mm -hmm. I think three of them, she was paid up front. And then they told, they gave her like a three book contract. So just, just to use the terminology, they gave her a three book contract. And for each of the books, she received $5,000. But they broke it up over a span of eight years. Well, add that up. <laughs> when I go out and I sell a book, I can put that money in my gas tank or I can put it back into my company. And so for me, that's what that's what I, that's why I like to hold on to it. But yes, with the traditional publishing companies, they will send you a check, and you will be able to. And I, word of mouth is great, but if a company, a huge Penguin House, was to say Arthur Brandy Hunt just got signed, I don't care if they gave me zero money because that's a huge company, and they're giving me um, exposure that I wouldn't have had on my own, um, and so. I always tell people sometimes it's not about necessarily the dollar amount because exposure is sometimes is priceless because if the only one person needs to see you to be able to send you to your next level. So when we talk about the Penguin House publishing companies, um, how likely is it that they would see a self-published book and be so interested in that self-published book that they would want to bring it under their wings and, and pay you money to take it to the next level. Well, we would we we wouldn't publish it and then send it. You would just send them a raw manuscript. Oh, so man, so once once you're published, that's it. So when you're published, Penguin House is not going to pick you up. That is that's correct. Or okay. if they picked you up, they would re um, okay. They would change Repackage it. it and yeah. it could be the same content, but it would be repackaged correct. and repurposed. Yes, okay. and I do that too. I wanted to add in if there's anybody that's watching this that is an author and you self-published and it didn't really go well the first time, we can take the same storyline, put a new ISBN on it. Um, update the cover, just give it a new look, because a lot of people will tell me that, you know, I just did the best I could, and I and I totally get that. We start where we are until we find out, oh, there was another way we could have done this. That's why Apple, uh, iPhone, there's 11 versions. I think they're on 12 now. You got an iPhone? Yeah. How many? I knew it. I'm How many you got? I'm on 10. Kicking and screaming on 10. Kicking and screaming, because yeah. I don't, I'm not one of them technology people. I'm still trying to learn this. So um, I'm not one of the ones that has to have something new every time it comes out. But yeah, I, I get that. So you have, each time you do it, you'll do it better. 
yeah, you do it better, you upgrade. In the technology world, it's called an upgrade. In the publishing world, it's the same thing. It's not that you did anything wrong. You might have looked at it. I look back at my first book, and while people tell me all the time, oh, this is great, I loved it, you know, it was healing, and I'm sure that God blew his healing power through it, but I look back at it, and I think, man, that was some bad editing. <laughs> and I, look, I didn't plug, I didn't necessarily edit it myself, but, um, you know, it was just stuff that I would not now looking at it. And I'm thinking I might just look out for September is when uh, I, I birthed that book into the world. And so my birthday is September and my book's birthday is September. So I'm thinking about doing, and this is my five year anniversary. So we're at a, 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 a definite um, mark. I think this five years of being an entrepreneur and not quitting is one of the, um, <laughs> now I quit like twice a day. I just want to say that. Um, but I always pick it back it. up. <laughs> I quit at least twice a day. But yeah, so it's my five-year anniversary. So I was even thinking about doing a new cover on my own and maybe putting some updated, refreshed stories and stuff like that in it. So if you are an author already and you're thinking, I don't want to write a new story, but I have an old story, if we can possibly look at it and then I could go from there and show you how we can rebrand it and then just send you back out. That's amazing because I did the same thing. So the first book that I self-published through Author House, um, 10 years later, I did a 10-year revised anniversary edition because when I first wrote the book, we didn't have social media. We didn't, you know, have these different platforms that were available 10 years later. So the world right. had changed so much in business. So I told my business story um, as with a biblical inspirational base. And then 10 years later, I re revised it, um, called it the 10-year um, extended revised anniversary edition, repackaged it, had a relaunch and everything. So at that time, I had graduated from college with my bachelor's, bachelor's degree. So when I had my graduation party, I also had a book signing to, to relaunch that. So yeah, you can totally repurpose it. Yeah. 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 So that, that's amazing. So I'm, I'm going down the line. So do you do novels, self-help, or just any kind of book? Well, I used to say any kind of book. Until <laughs> you used to, okay, learn the lesson. Come on, you earned the lesson. Because in my mind, all the books of the world look like the one I wrote. Until someone sent me a book that was urban fiction. I'll just leave it right there. All right. All <laughs> urban right. fiction has shooting, killing, sex, and drugs. That's not really my lane, so I can't help tell a story that I can't relate to. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean if you're you write urban that is anything wrong with it. All books are necessary. If that's the vision that God is giving you, then run with it. Um, if you're a Christian, you know, and you profess certain beliefs, and you send me an urban Christian, uh, you send me urban Christian fiction, then I can relate because more than likely there'll be stuff in there that I can relate to. But just urban fiction, uh, murder, and, and I I can't relate. And so sometimes when I'm reading it, where they want to emphasize words a certain way. I'll be done change it. I put my good English grammar on it and that's in the bag and like That's uh, what I was trying to say. Yeah. You took all my you took I took all the slang out because I thought you were wrong. So yeah, that my client that, that happened I mean they but they they understood because that was the first thing they said was, You didn't really grow up in the hood, did you? No. <laughs> I mean it was kind of semi, but that's it. And so but yeah, so to answer your question, I, I love to do testimonials, leadership, uh, any kind of love story, of course. Um, but I, I will help I will help you even if I can't help you. So let me break that down. If you come to me with the urban Christian uh, fiction or urban fiction and I can't help you, I will send you to someone. I have friends. I have several publishing friends, and we all do the different things. Walmart. Target, Walmart and Target are similar. They're not the same. And wow. so if someone comes to me and I feel like I could help, but then I feel like maybe I know someone that can help you better, I will I will send you off to one of my friends, but I'll keep checking on you because you're my people. But I want you to get the best experience, not just choose me um, because you heard about me, but because we have a good working relationship and I really can get you to where you got to go. 
Awesome. That's amazing. So now let's just kind of talk about some of the elements that are needed for the book writing process. What are some of the elements? Because um, when you talk about an editor, um, when you talk about a layout, somebody to lay the book out, when you talk about a, 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 a cover designer, for somebody who has never been through the process, they don't even know where to start. So let's talk about some of the elements that are needed in the book writing process. Okay, so the first element I'm gonna talk about has nothing to do with the book, and it's time. You better tell it, girl. <laughs> if you watch this video and you say, oh, yes, I'm going to do it, and then do nothing, the reason why is because you never schedule time. And so one of the first things we do in our consultation is one of the first things we'll do on our call is schedule at least one hour. I know that's a stretch, but especially since we're home, can we find an hour? Find it. And if it's at the beginning, maybe in the middle of the day, maybe you want to go lock yourself in a room somewhere. If your kids have to do their homework, so do you. And that's what I tell people. This is homework. This is something that God is birthing through me. But if I never take the time to make the schedule, I'm never going to stick to the schedule. Because if I keep saying, oh, I'm going to do it at 5 o'clock tomorrow, and then somebody calls me and says, hey, can you have a meeting at 5 o'clock? And you're like, well, I really ain't got started yet, so yeah, I can do five o'clock. And you, you do that every day, or you try to procrastinate and then do everything at one time. Rome wasn't built in a day, and this book isn't gonna be written in a day. It's gonna take little pieces of you sitting down, writing out whatever those thoughts are, and if you're having problem with the thoughts, then you need a consultation. If you're sitting down at your computer and you're like, okay, I'm here for my hour, you know, it, it call me. <laughs> and so I can give you something that will help uh, bring that thing to life, kind of like Mary and Martha, how they got together and their babies leaked. It's the same thing in the publishing world. If, if I call you, I'm like, Teresa, I got this idea. Can I run it by you? By the end of the call, the juices are flowing, as we say, right? Right, so Mary and Elizabeth, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And I totally get that. But, you know, like for me, the time had to be when the Holy Spirit was speaking, right? So I get, you have to have to have to have the time to put into it. But yeah. I, in the beginning, I tried the whole schedule thing because I'm very schedule oriented. So I said, okay, on this day from two to four, I'm going to work on my book. I would sit down at the computer, have everything. And I was like, cricket, cricket, cricket. Cricket, cricket, you know, then I'm telling <laughs> with my nail ticket. I'm like, okay. Um, then I had to, I prayed about it. You know, being a Christian, the Holy Spirit will tell you anything that you need to know, right? right? So then I'm like, Lord, you know what? I know I'm supposed to be doing this. And then, boom, at two o'clock in the morning, the Holy Spirit wants to speak. I'm like, okay, he wants to speak now. I was thinking right. 2 p.m., not 2 a.m. But I found out. Whenever the creative juices are flowing, that's when you have to flow with your time. Absolutely, and I agree. Um, so to both of those, yes, we always want to lean and in, lean into the Holy Spirit. Some people can't hear from the Holy Spirit because they have so much calamity going on in their mind, and they they're not settled. So if the Spirit is not flowing at that current moment, this is, and this is a tip um, to, to both of our, um, you gotta get this book out at some point. And some people don't know the difference between their own thoughts and the Holy Spirit. And sometimes nothing is flowing. So if you hear nothing, do something else. Amen. Still book related. Yeah. Because I'm, you're gonna have a whole list of stuff to do. So if, if I can't do the thought provoking thing creative whatever, thing wow. yeah the creative part can I work on my logo yeah can I reach out to a designer can I reach out and have a consultation maybe there's a reason um I, I had to deal with rejection in my book and I had I had had I had been rejected but I had never healed from rejection so I'm I'm I'm, I'm teaching people how to heal from something that I'm just now walking into mm -hmm. so what I did was I would just read through blogs I would watch YouTube videos still at my same one hour one to two o'clock and then 
if nothing came, it was fine, but I, I was able to seed. And then at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., I remember I didn't really get anything for about, I started out writing a different book. It was called, Lord, Please Help My Husband and Use Me to Do It. And it was a book, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a book on prayer. And at the time I was married, AKA at the time, which means that he's no longer present. But, uh, and, and I didn't know that at the time that I wasn't gonna be married. Um, but God redirected my book and he dropped that new title. He had given it to me 10 years prior. I was driving down the road. I think I was about 23, 24. I'm only 29 now. And so- 39, go ahead. Okay, 29 <laughs> at that time. Okay, I got you, I got you, go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> I heard dealing with the hand I was dealt and I was like, that sounds deep, first of all. And I put it on the show. And so I, for the first couple of months, I'm writing a book, but I'm also researching different healing techniques, what happens when you're rejected, all the emotional backstory of feelings and stuff like that. Um, that's why I'm now, uh, I, I can teach emotional intelligence with my eyes closed and my hands behind my back because I had to dig so much. So if you are in that place where you're like, I don't really feel like I hear God, I don't, I hear myself, but it don't make sense. Maybe that should be the time that you use to educate yourself on what it is that you're writing. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. So first is time. What's the next one? The next one, you really need to find an accountability partner. Now that doesn't mean a publishing accountability partner that, that, that like me, let's just say you hire me. Great. That will be wonderful. But let's just say you say, you know what? I just need somebody to keep me on track because that's the number one thing that happens in business period. But in publishing, it's, it's a lot. I'm just going to tell you at, at the end of the day, every step has another step. Yeah. So when people say, well, what should I do? And then I tell them, they're like, well, what do I do after that? That's why I always tell people, hire me as your consultant slash accountability partner, at least so I can keep you on track. So I can check on you and say, hey, are you done with chapter two? You know, you tell me where you are because I'm like your GPS system. If I don't know where you are, I can't redirect you and tell you this is where you need to go. Wow. And so if you don't want to hire a consultant slash, uh, you know, buddy friend, then just let somebody know, hey, I'm writing a book. Can you keep, can you hold me accountable? A lot of people don't like that because that means that you got to do what you say you're going to do. One of the things I did was I designed my book cover early because seeing that cover makes you Motivate. accountable yeah. and then make sure you post it because yeah. that means that, that makes you accountable to the rest of the world. People go, hey, hey, you finished that book yet? You finished that book yet? I'm like, I ain't going to need to say nothing until it's done. Okay. I ain't going yep. to, yeah, so, I got you. So with the accountability, make the book cover is next. So that's one of the resources. You'll need a designer. Now for self-publishing, I am, I love social media for asking questions. And the one thing I would do is say, do I have any friends who design book covers? Or do I have any graphic designer friends who, who design book covers? Do I have any friends who are editors? I will put it out there. Hey, I'm gonna attempt to self-publish a book I need to know who on my friends list can do what it is that I'm looking for. And if you want to break it down to one thing at a time, or um, you can come into author to author, which she mentioned earlier, and we network in there. We share, you know, different resources and you can put in there, hey, can you drop your editor below because I'm trying to connect with people. And that's literally what I had to do because when I took the class, I thought the lady was going to publish the books. It was like 12, it might have been 12 of us, so I'm thinking that's a lot of work. But it was to my, with, um, my ignorance <laughs> that I didn't ask. So when she said, oh, I, asked, I said, well, who, who's publishing these books? And she said, oh, you can choose self-publishing or traditional publishing. And I'm thinking, neither. I don't have time. <laughs> I was in college. I was in college. My daughter probably was 12 at the time. You know, and I was like, I, I don't have time for this. But I, again, reached out to my aunt who, because if you only have one person, lean on that part. Well, I had two, I had my teacher, but then I had my aunt. So I'll be your auntie, okay. <laughs> you know? So 
you know, I reached out to her and I said, do you know a book cover designer? A book cover designer. I didn't need to know all. She said, yes, this is the girl I use. She did it. It was beautiful and I hated it. Mm. It wasn't because she didn't do a good design. It was because I had a certain image it's in my in head. Your head. Yeah. And so then yeah. I was like, I posted it anyway, though. Because okay. remember, I just told you, it mm-hmm. keeps you accountable. So I said, hey, everybody, this is my first draft, first draft. What that also does is bring people into the conversation, which we'll talk about this in the class. When it comes to social media, you, you can't just keep posting stuff without a conversation. Hey, what are your thoughts about this cover? What do you like? What don't you like? Because if I'm not doing this for me and my self-gratification, I'm doing this for the world. So if this cover doesn't say anything to you, then I'm missing the mark. And so people told me what they did like about it. They told me what they didn't like about it. I hired another guy. I loved his cover. And I said, this is the one. Two months before I published, I decided I was going to hire a marketing team two months prior. I said, I can't, this is too much. I, I'm, I'm, I'm scrambling here trying to get all of this stuff done. And my marketing team goes, we, don't, cover don't, even, we don't even, she said, that doesn't even match your story. You're going to be in the wrong section. Um, I'll just describe the cover is a deck. It was a deck of cards, a woman's hand. Um, and it was going to be on a blackjack table, and that was it. And you could tell she was a woman's hand because she would have a French manicure, mm-hmm. but she wouldn't have any color because God told me pain doesn't have a color. So you can't have – I wanted to put my <laughs> – and when God told me – I, because, you know, that's the, that's the thing. Like, people want to be on their cover, right? And so I was like, oh, this is the perfect time. I got my, got my cute hair on, and God was like, no, pain doesn't have a color, and I don't want you to use you as the the center of attention. I said, okay, what do you want me to do? So that was the visual he gave me. The visual that the gentleman drew for me, it was uh, playing cards, dropping out the sky on fire with a haunted house behind it. I thought it was great because I felt like I was on fire most of the time. But she said that she didn't feel like it would come across to women's ministry, which is what it was. Oh. It was ministering to women. And wow. so a month before my book is supposed to be published, I got to go on the internet. I'm crying. Can 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 y'all help me? Crying emoji. Um, you know, I need a book cover design in like two seconds, like two days. I need this cover done. And people just started dropping names. And I went and researched it. And one girl had just designed a cover with cards on it. And so I chose to connect with her. And again, sometimes we're walking in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't know when we're walking in the Holy Spirit. I just said, God, show me. She said, I'm in church right now. I'll get right back to you. That was clue number two. I said, well, at least she's in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And we got together. She told me to pick my picture. I gave her the vision. And then, boom, it was done. So I say that to say, you might go through a few people before you find somebody that connects with you. But don't get frustrated. Again, I can give you all the resources I have. I have a ton of groups. There's a ton of groups on Facebook that talk about publishing. Make sure you connect with branding and marketing experts for the sole purpose that writing a book is a small part of publishing. That's obviously the necessary part, but what are you going to do after it hits the shelf? And you know, under my author to author, I have beyond the bookshelf because once the book is written, then it's got to go somewhere. And we got to determine whose hands is it going to go into. Are you going to reach out to book clubs? Are you going to reach out to interviews, just like we're doing right now? Are you going to become the interviewer? We, You have to determine all of that. And in our first class, we will talk about writing the vision, because I don't want you to get halfway through and go, I wonder who my target audience is. You can't. You you definitely have to do that first. You've made so many points, and it's just so many connections too. Cause like with me, it was the opposite. So the second ten year revised edition of Running Things: The Resilient Spirit of an Entrepreneur, which was my first book, that also was my second book revised. Um, I was in a mastermind group. So I was in a mastermind group. I was the only African American in the mastermind group. 
And before it was over, I was the only female. We had like one other female that started, but she dropped off. But anyway, so I was doing the process and I had these different covers and I think I had kind of settled on a cover, shared it with my mastermind group. They was like, oh no, Teresa, uh-uh, that's not gonna work. And then one of the guys in my mastermind group who works for Veggie Tales, which is like this children's thing, he just took it upon himself and designed me a new cover. So he designed me a cover with my picture on it and I was the opposite. I did not want my picture on the book. I just didn't want that. And then he designed it and then they all had a big, the next time, whenever you're in a mastermind, you sit on the hot seat. So when you sit yeah. on the hot seat, that means they're going to talk about you and they're going to let you know what's good, the bad and the ugly. So they put me on the hot seat and they went on and told all these stories about you know, the picture and why it made sense and all of that stuff. Lo and behold, I did go with that, the, the picture of me on the second book. The first one was a um, cartoon version of myself, right? So it wasn't really me, but it was me. But it's important that you have the accountability of people around you to help you with that process. So we got about 15 minutes to go. And you oh, have man, no I know, I know. Time goes so fast. So I just love all of the things that we've talked about so far. Um, anything you want to share with the viewing audience before we go into the spring into publishing that's scheduled for April the 13th? Sure. Editing is necessary. Even if you're a great writer, you know your grammar, get somebody, even if it's just a, while teachers are out of work, they may need some extra income. Reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm just getting started. Again, we don't all have the same budget. Just find out how much would you charge to edit my book. If it's 50 pages, great. You know, hopefully they won't charge you um, as much, but editing is necessary. Um, the next point is that you are becoming a business owner. Treat yourself like a business owner. Get your I um get your EIN, which is your tax ID number, because you're gonna need it for when you update Create Space or KDP, whatever you do. So you're gonna need you can use your social, but remember that you are becoming a business entity. You're not just another book. I love that. I love that. And that's true with the editing. So I am a hairstylist. So the first time when I wrote my book, one of my clients was like my ghost writer, editor, what have you, and I had no money, and so we bartered, right? I'm, I'm the excellent barterer. Yes. So we bartered to help get my book done. Her name was Audrey Trogdon, so we wrote it together. So the first book said, Teresa, I don't know what my name was then, I think it was Saxon, okay? I got a new, better husband, a new and improved husband now, his McCurry. So with my old one, it was Teresa Saxon, and then it had Audrey Trogdon, who was my ghostwriter, editor, you know, helped me put everything together. Then I had a friend named Terry Shropshire and Terry was the editor for a magazine. So he came in and edited everything. So Audrey helped me with the ghostwriting. So we talking about piecemealing something together. If it's in your heart and you really want to do it, um, the Lord will send you everything you need. You just have to have your eyes open to Thank recognize you. what he's sending you. And then the second book, the revised 10 year anniversary edition, one of my clients who was a retired school teacher, Miss Janet Brown, she helped to edit my book. And then I have another lady that I call my mentor mom, Miss Helen Copeland. She helped to edit it. So you can use your network, the people that are around you to help you. And that was an awesome point. And then the business owner, owner part, I've all I'm always I've always been a business person, but I think the average layman that's the author doesn't look at it as a business. That's right. good. And and they don't and I think because when you think business, I don't know, people maybe think books shouldn't be included because everybody has a book, but everybody doesn't have a book. And if the definite, the basic definition of an entrepreneur or a business owner is that you sell products and services, then what is this? That means it's a, product. a product. So if I have a product and then a lot of times you're going to come up with another product. I came up with several products that spin off of books that I've written you're you're going to become you're going to be taking in money which is 
essentially a business yeah, owner. Yeah. You can get tax write-offs from it. Make sure you keep up with your receipts from buying, you know, purchasing all these services and things like that. Get educated on the business world, even if you don't choose to make it public necessarily. Hey, I want to file my whatever. When tax time comes around and they say, do you have a business and you got tax write-offs, you can get some of that money back. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then when you said it's a, a product or a service, that product turns into a service. It does. So times <laughs> it's like I had a four-part workshop series that I've done off of running things, The Resilient Spirit of an Entrepreneur, um, the new book that I have, The Person with Power About the Holy Spirit, come in and do teaching on that. So, yeah, from that book, that product, you can develop services. That's awesome. And I know we're, we're going to talk about that in our um training so let's talk yeah. about spring into publishing Yay. <laughs> and like you said we started off with um since i already traveled throughout the united states i said well might as well just use this opportunity to network with people um yes i am a, a introvert slash extrovert so i'm i love traveling around the world so this is i like being home and I got the land and got a few things together, but I like being out in the world and talking to people and networking. So I'm kind of in between, but so originally we did say we were gonna do a pop-up shop in Cleveland. Uh, I think it was like April 24th when all of this happened, they shut us down. And Teresa said, well, you know what? Why don't we just do it online? And I think she had already said that before everybody was like, you know, pivot, do something new and all that. We had, we had already figured that thing out. We just had to get time. And so, but so yeah, so um, when I did do my tour, I broke it down into three to four hours of content. So what we did was we broke it down into four weeks of content. We'll be starting April 13th. It's a Monday and we're gonna do every Monday. You will still have homework during those weeks but the actual Zoom class will be on Mondays, April 13th, April 20th, April 27th, and May 4th. The time is gonna be to, to be determined, but between 8 and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we can give everybody time to um, get their families together, shut down, but we'll come together as a group over the next week as people are registering and find out what the best time, but those are the dates. The breakdown for the week is the first week we're gonna write the vision, Habakkuk, two and two pastor is that right yes write the vision make it yeah. play so those make that read it can run with it and you're going to be the first one to read it you read your own writing so how can i run with a vision that i haven't yet sat down to write it and i'm going to give you the meat and potatoes of what needs to go in the vision the writing so we're going to talk about the outline we're going to talk about the book cover design we're going to talk about the budget now, you might. this is going to be the homework for the week. So Monday, we're just going to talk about it. But for that week, you're going to sit down. Remember that hour you're giving yourself to write? You're not going to start writing your book all willy-nilly that first week. You're going to just sit with your vision and figure out, what do I want this thing to look like? The next week, I believe, is position to publish. Position because to you, publish, right. You can't do anything without positioning. So we're going to talk about um, once the book is written because the first week we already, we're going to talk about the outline and how to enter, put all the, the words on the paper. So now that the words are on the paper, I got it in front of me. I got it in my computer. What position do I put it in to publish? Are you going to do KDP? Are you going to do Lulu? What, you know, what site do you think works best for you? So we'll go over some different sites that you can go through to publish. And if you want to go the, the route of going to a local printer, that's all long. I've done that too, um, especially with books that are in color. Some, sometimes local printers charge less than KDP does. And so you can even go to a local printer. Um, the third week, we're going to talk about my favorite, social media success. Success in social media. And that's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I don't care what you do, but your book needs to have a voice on social media. Social media is loud already. Now that we're all home, it's even more loud. So you have to make a, a noise that impacts people intentionally. So we're going to talk about being intentional, how to brand and market via social media when you're an author. And then the last week, we're going to wrap it up. It's a wrap. We're going to wrap all of this stuff up. 
how do you get your book out into the world after you um, you know did your branding and marketing how what where are you going to position it to prosper so other than Barnes and Noble and things like that setting up interviews how do you set up interviews with people how do you do a book launch how do you get give your book those hands and feet in the world so that while you're going to do something else your book is still speaking for you and it's still walking around the world uh, i love it i love it i call you know when you get to the end and you have a book and you have your merchandise and your products that's coins while you sleep sleeping coins so you yes. can be making money while you're sleeping. I love it. So I'm really excited that we've come together to collaborate to do this spring into publishing. So is there any closing remarks you want to say to the viewing audience before our time is up? We got like five minutes. Oh, that's, hey, that's good. Five minutes. Okay, so if you've been thinking about why you've been watching this video, yes, I'm interested. Just drop your information below. The link to uh, register for Eventbrite is publish my book one.eventbrite.com I'm pretty sure it'll be down below in the video and if you've connected with either of us on social media it'll be on my page as well as Teresa's page if you have any questions um, that though it is not free uh, let's throw that out there uh, <laughs> for, but for all four weeks it's $50.50 but if you say you know what I really like week three I don't want the rest of those. You could just come in for one week, $20.20. You just, and on the event, right, it breaks it down. You just pick your day and you come into that class. We will also have a Facebook group as well as a Facebook messenger that you can be a part of. We will be like a little publishing family um, for the next four weeks. And we will also still be at your disposal for up to a month after that. So after class is already dismissed, everybody's going to have more questions and I get that. And if Teresa's busy, I can take your questions. That will be no additional charge just to help you stay on track. After that, we're going to have to charge you. But for about a month, we'll still be at your disposal. You know, just questions concerning what we actually talked about in class. Um, anything else that I would tell you is don't allow the current circumstances to stop you from dreaming. It's okay to dream a dream. Even if you can't write the book right now, this is a steal. What I'm teaching you for $50 or $20 or whatever is stuff that I learned over the last five years, Teresa, 10 years. So we're, this isn't for money. This is for um, educational purposes. We wanted to give, the, give something back out to the world. Yeah. And we also have some free tickets. Yeah. So connect with us. We have some sponsored tickets, connect with us, and we're gonna be giving away some sponsored space. So if you're interested, reach out to us. If you, um, if you want more information about packages or anything that I've discussed, I'll be happy to send you my packages. But we really want you to be in the class. Oh, I didn't tell you this. If they do come into the class and then they still decide to publish, I will reduce the package by the amount that they paid for the class. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. So I will do that. So if you say, you know what, I, I'll listen to it. I don't really know if I have time. Because some people just don't have time. They're like, I'm highly educated, but I got a family. I got things I have to do. I still want you to do it. And I'm okay with that. I'm always taking clients. But if I can teach you part of it, you might not have to pay me for all of it. So if you go find a book cover designer or whatever the case may be. Um, so if you take the class, and you still decide to publish with me, then I will deduct that $50.50 or $20.20 from your package, and we'll just keep it moving. I love that. Thank you so much, Brandy. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes, yes. I'm glad to be able to do this. I'm glad we were able to connect. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Christian Networking Entrepreneurs, where we showcase emerging entrepreneurs, small businesses, and community leaders. I'm your host, Pastor T. And if you want to contact with me, you can shoot me an email at info at mynewbeginning.org. Follow me on social media platforms, Facebook, Teresa S. McCurry. Um, all my other ones is Inspire Me Super T. Inspire Me Super T. So you can follow me on all those platforms. Brandy, you want to give away your contact information before we close? Sure. My email is published, P-U-B-L-I-S-H, the letter U is an umbrella, 
at gmail excuse me publish you zero zero at gmail.com i'm on all social media whether it's linkedin facebook instagram i'm not really on twitter um as author brandy hunt and that's it all right so you guys stay safe stay protected wash your hands practice social distancing and keep your hands out your face we will get through this together read psalms 91 because he that abides under the shadow of the almighty is always protected again thanks for tuning in to christian networking entrepreneurs and remember if you don't network you don't work talk to you later guys bye-bye